You are listening to You Heard It Here, second episode 59. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. So I don't know if we were the oldest people there, but we were probably close to it, and so that certainly has an impact. Which is well. also kind of embarrassing. It is kind of you embarrassing. You never want to be the oldest person yeah. anywhere. Derek and Steve present... Usually the things we review are not... New. S- new, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at all. I mean, I could go I could go with the, the namesake, Big E, Mr. Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes. Can we see the Big E, Mr. Elvin Hayes? I think he played for the... Was El- that a ding? El- <laughs> <laughs> no way. If you can survive a plane crash and then win the Big Ten tournament... <laughs> what can't you do? What can't you do? You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 59 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? Derek, not much is going on. A uh, big, big week in the sports world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got a lot of sports talk for you today. We do. Uh, I don't know if we have any pop culture for you. If you don't like sports, this isn't probably the episode for you. Yeah, but we're still going to talk about fun stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can kick it off with the BC update. Yeah, let's do that. Right, That'd let's be kick perfect. It off. Yeah. Um, so, earlier this week, BC is started to make its first noticeable pushes in marketing the field house so we heard about a year ago now what was it close yeah ish um that they were going to invest millions of dollars into a new field house uh we're one of two we're one of only two acc teams that doesn't have an indoor field house uh, so uh practice facilities for football soccer baseball any real, really, any team can practice under this large athletic facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and they finally started sending out emails, and they have a very, very nice, clean uh, website dedicated to it. It's just flynnfun.bceagles.com, and there's the Athletic Fields House division. It's got um, really nice graphics. It's got markups of, of uh, what the uh, field house is going to look like. There's videos. There's a bunch of stats. Um, so it's actually a very well-done website, and I'm it's made me even more excited to be competitive in sports again. <laughs> yeah. Because this looks like a, what you would see in a major school, <laughs> right. which we hopefully are. Which finally will be taking taking form a little bit. I mean, I think it was close to a year ago. We had uh, KPL on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, and it was around that time, I remember, because we asked Line- him about it. Linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks, right, and a former Boston College linebacker. And we did ask him about it at that time. I don't recall exactly what time of year it was, but it was sometime after football season. We never would have got him during football season, so – um, you know, probably around April, May, I'm guessing is when we had them on. So, uh, close to a year ago, they made the big announcement. The, I think it was like $200 million of, uh, new facilities and the field house underway now. So, I mean, it's huge. It's like we had the, you know, we had the bubble over alumni stadium during the winter and the bubble that crashed was, at least twice. Yeah. Just, it just crashed. Um, bad news, not a great place, uh, for teams to reliably practice, especially year round. Uh, it increases your you know abil- your ability in the summer too. I, I mean, you can have a team practicing outdoors and a team practicing indoors. It just it just increases the needs across the board. And it helps not, the needs across. And the board. it's not just a field. It's it's uh, weight rooms. Yeah. It's training rooms. There, there right. it's a whole facility built around sports. Yeah. Which, and it's entirely donor funded. Mm-hmm. It, it it so it's it really is going to be quite the uh, field house. Yeah. I'm looking at the pictures right now. It's they make it look incredible. Yeah, the mock-ups look great. The mock-ups look ridiculous. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's going to be this big, but it is huge. Yeah, and so um, that— And there's a scoreboard in it? Yeah. Yeah, there's— Yeah, they— Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a good setup for simulating, you know, live game action. It, it's got—you know, I had read something about that, how scoreboards was, you know, important for it being able to, you know, work on situational things. They'll pro- I'm sure they'll have—at some point, they'll have other— lower level whether it's club type things or inter- maybe intramurals i would doubt it i would sort of doubt it, they'll it says it'll be used for be intramural intramurals? And club yeah okay interesting. yeah i mean obviously it's worked around the athletic team schedules but um it, it'll be multi-purpose it's going to be a lot better than what bc has right now it's going where Edmonds used to be where it was torn down yeah. it might encroach into other parts of that area if it's so huge i mean it might not just be literally where the Edmonds lot was well, i think perhaps. it's taking the parking lot too yeah right. i mean you're right i think it's going to and it might it might and press closer not, towards the street. And too. they're knocking down um, the wreck, the right, plaques, right? The so plaques, and it will so. it will go there as well. But I imagine they won't knock that down until there's something. Oh, and actually, I guess 
Will it be the st- so if they're they're knocking down the plex? What what would be the plan for the student body gym? Is that going to be in the field house? That I don't know because I wouldn't be in the I field read house. that the student body gym was going to be facing the reservoir. Interesting. So okay. maybe huh. it'll be maybe it'll be next to each other. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have yeah. to wait it, and it, see. It, but yeah, the, I, I w- they won't tear down the plex until they've built the student body gym. I would I would assume. Yeah. So um, and you can't tell from these photos where exactly it is. Yeah, right. It's just a fake rendering of a fake street. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, interesting. Well, good development for BC getting the field house underway, and uh, hopefully that will all take shape. Does it say? Does it have ETA for when it should be done? It doesn't. No, no I, no. I feel like that would be very aggressive for them to yeah do that. But yeah, the their construction at BC has it does have it, an, it varies. It, it does have a timeline for how you should donate though. Oh, so that's, we'll, like well, that's how to perfect. get in. But, before your uh, mid-season ticket renewals, oh, deadline wow. for calendar tax year purposes. Perfect. Yeah, so we've been waiting for timelines like that. Uh, well, here it is. Um, it uh, construction at BC has, I feel like, been a pretty wide range of times. Um, I felt like the building, the new building right at the front at the entrance, went up really fast. I feel like that was very, yeah, very streamlined production. Whereas other buildings, I felt have taken a long time at BC. So. I feel like they. So this is probably the case for all yeah. universities, but. They announced things so f- they the ten year plan. Yeah, like they announced the ten year plan while we were in school, yeah. and they we still are have not knocked down half of the buildings. Yeah. but they've built Stokes since we've left. They've they've mm-hmm. done a bit of work prepping Edmonds. I think Edmonds is down. It's completely knocked down now. Yeah, it's down. Yeah, yeah. so it just they announced things so early that it sounds like yeah. it's taking forever. Right, right. It's true. So, uh, so there it is. The BC update. Any other uh, notes on BC? I don't think so. We're kind of in uh, BC lull. Yeah, Baseball's we back. We just got swept by. I think it was Virginia Tech or right, Virginia. Right. Um, but cool. I don't think we're gonna be very good at baseball. Yeah, we lost a couple guys. To the, we lost Justin Dunn, who was that mm-hmm. uh, p- pitcher pitcher who went uh, got drafted. So he um, he's not here. Uh, I think we lost some of our better players. So uh, probably a down year for BC baseball. In and it will, I'm sure, continue the debate about whether baseball should be cut as a program uh, in favor of something like lacrosse, yeah. which a well, lot of people schools think. are cutting. Teams, North, yeah. University of North Dakota, North Dakota just hot, cut yeah. their uh, women's, women's ice hockey, hockey team, and and you have to cut a men's sport too. And I think they cut swimming. Did they? It, that's what I've heard. Yeah. So, I, and I'm not really sure why. I mean, it's a it's, it's budget prob- thing. I, it's I, a budget I, thing, but their women's hockey team is always one, very good. one of the best. Yeah. And I feel like there's other sports you could cut. I do. I don't, I don't I know also, what, yeah. what the decision making process is. Is it just oh? It can't obviously just be least amount of money because I'm sure there's other sports that make less money well, than so the women's hockey team. The, 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 I think the thing is is that women that is that hockey is expensive. So so the amount of money they make needs to be a lot higher for hockey than it does for other sports. Mm-hmm. I'm not justifying it. I think it's I think it's a bad decision. I, I think it's a particularly bad decision even if that program is losing money because North Dakota is supposed to be a hockey school. Yeah, like you are going to take a hit in your overall hockey program by doing that. I'm so, like. Maybe not directly. Maybe not a maybe not a stud ho- college hockey prospect. Maybe he's not going to say I'm not going to North Dakota because they cut their women's team. Mm-hmm. That might not. He might not say that. But as far as general image, I and mean, there are. You're right. Hockey schools like you have an image. Yes. So. Like like the, just equate it to BC. You know, like BC women's hockey is really good. Just like uh, probably better. I mean, they're, they're I think they are better than North Dakota's women's hockey. But they're 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 both really good programs now. BC women's hockey doesn't bring in as much money as men's hockey does for BC. But if they were to just cut it because of that, then they would take a serious hit to their image as far yeah. as being a hockey school, Like even, even though their men's program could still be thriving. So, yeah, I think uh, we didn't want to turn that into the North Dakota minute. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's true. Just a, that's there's a more, there's so. more going on at North Dakota than <laughs> <Yeah>. BC. <laughs> so, uh, so there it is, the BC minute to start the show. And I think the rest of the show is going to be sports. I think we've it's got be a sports. lot of topics going on here. So, but um, I I don't want to dive too deep into all of them. No, we don't. We can't. We, we would really. They're all very. So it's we'll run through it. It's yeah. the MVP discussion. Russ versus Harden. Yep. The playoff races in NBA, NHL, MLB opening day was was today. If you're yeah. listening, well, yesterday if you're listening on Tuesday. Sunday for a couple games. Yeah, Sunday for a few games. Then we have Masters next week, and tonight is the NCAA championship. Which, again— We probably shouldn't even talk about it. We can talk about the tournament as a whole, and okay. just very briefly. I mean, um, the ACC does get their rep in the in the game, yeah. uh, so we can talk about that a little bit about the matchup, but it's going to be over by the time you hear this, so— um, So what's the point? We won't spend, up, <laughs> yeah. won't spend much time on that. Yeah. We have the same problem a lot of times on Monday nights. Monday night games. is a big sport night. Yeah, it's particularly the college championship night. The college football and basketball yeah. championships are both on Mondays. 
uh, and then there tends to be other for for whatever reason other we should, random. We should games. plan around it and consider doing Tuesday morning podcasts those days. Those days we should, yeah. But it's we stay up so late for those stupid games anyway. Right. Yeah, that's true because the game is at nine twenty. Nine twenty. How stupid Eastern is time. that? That's so late. Yeah. Well, like we have live, so I'm not like I don't want to watch a game starting at nine twenty. Yeah, and I I don't I think basketball is always better than football. It's at least better, but I think March Madness. Suffers a bit like they're going to lose a ton of watchers more than any other sport, yeah. I think, because I could care less about I, these I two think teams. So, I think so, but at the same time, I think that we might just forget a lot of the audience. Like, a lot of the audience are either college kids or like high school kids or people that the, the, the people that have to get up for work and and kind of care about getting up for work don't always, they're not always their primary target mm. as far as the audience goes, uh, especially when you factor <laughs> in the West Coast. The West Coast has a 620. I would yeah, hate starting, to, I would so. hate to work for yeah. an organization whose prime target was people who enjoy getting up for work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that was your niche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, these people have to get they up for work, so, so let's <laughs> let's target it towards them. Better start at 5. <laughs> <laughs> so um so we'll talk about that. We already just talked about about half of what we're going to talk about, so we'll just briefly revisit that later. Um so let's jump into it. We talked last week uh about the NBA uh playoff race and everything coming down to the wire and one of the things that we will talk a little bit more about, but I I won't say that we're going to jump into some full-scale uh, segment on this, um, but we can. I think it's something that deserves our discussion each week. Uh, Westbrook and Harden, which sure. is what we talked about last week. We should week. talk about it each week. That's fair. Each week. That's fair. So uh, we did talk about it last week. We went on the record. Steve believes that Russell Westbrook should be the MVP. I believe James at Harden. This, at, this at this point, point in the season. At this point in the season, and I believe James Harden should be. Now, um, we can recap a little bit in that certainly Westbrook has closed the gap. Uh, a little bit since Close last week. Close the gap. Uh, cl- he's worked for you. For me. For me. Okay. Uh, cer- certainly Westbrook Westbrook has had a better week than Harden has. Yes. Uh, Harden's, Westbrook's Harden's, had an incredible week. Harden's dealing with a wrist injury. He sat out their most recent game and uh, played in a game that they lost to the Warriors. So uh, Harden has had a bad week um, with those things considered. Westbrook's had a good week. So all that said, let's revisit the conversation. Um, I guess – Give me the one sentence of why Westbrook, and I'll give you the one sentence why Harden, and then we can have a little discussion. Okay, so first I want to say they're both, in any other season, unfortunately, they would win the NBA or NBA MVP in echo, a landslide. And I want to echo that. Yeah, so they would win in a landslide, and the season's not over. There's still plenty to, uh, to be had. Yes, definitely. That being said, my if it's going to be one thing— it's going to be two quick things then. How That's about fine. That? It doesn't. I want so because I know because I, I know I know your argument for it. So my my yeah. quick hitter will be. You're going to say the term triple double doesn't carry as much weight. I'm going to say we won't ever see someone in our lifetime ever again average a triple double. Whether or not those numbers mean anything, yeah, and they may not average Harden's numbers, but you'll never say it like that. Hmm. You'll okay. yeah. Second is. Your team doesn't matter. I'm a big, I'm big. The t- the wins don't matter, and and a lot of people disagree with me on that. But I think the the MVP should go to the best player at this sport, not how so much I, better yeah. you make the people around you. And and I and I, sometimes they go hand in hand, and they should. But in in a vacuum, when you're looking at just at two elite, elite, best of the best, best we've seen in years, players against each other, I don't think you can weigh their teammates against each other. I feel like you just have to so, weigh them against who they right. are. So those are my two things, right. and I think the stats are f- for points and rebounds are better for Westbrook. Westbrook. And assists are better for Harden. And assists so are better for Harden. The, that's how the, the main three categories shake out. My quick, you know, you, you, you covered a lot of it. I think I think the triple-double uh, label is, I, and I don't want to take away the impressive nature of it. The triple-doubles the triple are very impressive. Um, you know, my basic stance on it is that I believe that Harden is getting a bad rap for his numbers because they aren't triple doubles. I think that Harden's numbers are as impre- almost as impressive as Westbrook's, very close to being as impressive, uh, just the main numbers. Uh, and uh, and the other part where I so there's two th- actually I'm going to disagree with unfortunately both of your oh. both of your statements. Um, Unsurprising. I'm going to disagree that we will not see another triple double average in our lifetime. I think we will. And from I think we from will not soon. one of these two people. Okay, that that's a little bit that's a little bit um, tighter, but I will still say that we will. Um, I don't know who, but I, so I, I think there's a fundamental change going on in the NBA and the way it's played. So okay. I'll say that. Um, 
And the other half of it when, is... Because when was Oscar Robertson's? 1962. It's so, been so it's been 50 years, basically. 55, yeah. 56 years. It's been right? a long time. It's been a long time. Um, but but uh, for these two guys to, to hit, like, I think Westbrook's got 37 triple-doubles and Harden has 20, which 20 is still an insane number, too. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that it's not just that these two guys are having superhuman years, but I think the NBA is shifting. Um, so there's that. Le- by the way, LeBron's almost averaging a triple-double, yeah. and nobody's talking about that. Well, LeBron's 26-8-8. Eight eight. People are burnt so, out of LeBron. Yeah, they're, they're no, just, I know. Yeah, you get but, accustomed to people. That's yeah. why no, I but, think repeat MVPs rarely happen. Yeah, because you, that's you, true. Uh, even, even Steph Curry is about to break the record for most threes in a yeah, year. Like, yeah. it, it, everyone's out of, everyone's out out of their yeah. mind, and they're just like, yo, he shoots threes. Yeah. He always does yeah. that. But, but I, I mean— that said, um, you we just did, have to we find did, a new we did thing. talk about Westbrook. You have to find though. a new thing to care about, yeah. and this year it's yeah. triple doubles. Yes, that that that's true. I will say you're you're totally right that people just like get over LeBron and like they just kind of say, okay, forget about him now. Let's I would give other LeBron people. James the MVP but, every year well, if it if it was the yeah. way it's supposed to be done. But but I do think this year he actually wouldn't win it, I, even I, even if even if that was being considered yes. fairly, I don't think he's at Westbrook and Harden level this I'm year. I'm with you there. So um, the other part I disagree with is um, is the winning part. We've talked about this. So so I do so, and, and I so I agree fundamentally with what I agree fundamentally with what you're saying, and that their teammates shouldn't be a factor per se. Um, but it's a, it, it gets into a very twisted. Uh, logic sense of trying to decipher yes, that because exactly. I'm yeah. using that as a measure of how good they are. You know, you know. So, yeah. so I'm so the person who's taking the team argument is saying that this this player making his teammates better is a testament to him, not a testament to his teammates as much as you want to just draw it on the surface. Yeah. You know. So, um, we so you know that that's, that's I subscribe I subscribe yeah. way more to the theory that you don't improve your team, your teammates skill levels exponentially you can make you can make it easier for them to score you can you can do certain things to help them in during the game score but you don't increase their skills unless you're like i mean off the field stuff like practicing whatever that right right. yeah yeah, yeah. just just on the field uh, on the court stuff the skill level of your teammates shouldn't affect Mm -hmm. your mvp chances yeah and one so yeah and that's I mean, on, that's part of the reason that I that I start to give the nod to, to Harden because because of how many. So so we ha- we have some advanced stats. I mean, we you know we so I do, I have some advanced <laughs> stats. Uh, so I, I I went a little bit more towards the advanced statistics than the. So, I mean, th- this is as cut and dry of a separation when it comes to MVP debate as there is. Like there's there's whether you subscribe to the advanced statistics or whether you subscribe to the standard volume statistics, and um, that's what it is. So so I mean, and I think some of the findings that I had. I'm gonna I'm gonna present them here, and it's really a case of whether you want to put stock in them or not. Because these advanced statistics, I can tell them to you, and you can't dispute them. But you can uh, you can uh, you can disagree that they matter. You can disagree that they're the end all be all. I disagree they so, matter. So so what the what the va- what the ultimate conclusions are is that Harden has been a much more efficient player than Westbrook this year, and you can accept that as true because that, to you that's not one of the main criteria, which yeah. is fine. That that's that's what makes the difference in opinion on this topic. Um, Harden's got big advantages in true shooting percentage, which is an adjustment on field goal percentage to account for threes and free throws. So, uh, 61 to 55 is Harden's advantage there. Um, and the, the big one that I have found, you know, that I was reading an article that made it historically relevant is this usage, usage percentage versus true shooting percentage. Um, usage rate is, is an estimation of the percentage of a team's possessions that the player uses. Um, I don't know the exact formula. It's something about like, you know, either a field goal attempt or a turnover or a pass that leads to a shot, you know? So like, that's like the percentage of what, of your team's possessions you use. And they're both point guards. And they're both so point guards. So it should be 99%. It should be, well, well, no, I mean. It should be high, a very high number. It's, so 41, 41.9 for Westbrook would be astronomically higher than any MVP who has ever won it. And, and by the way, a high usage rate is good. You know, like a high usage rate is like you're shouldering a huge load. You're, you know. Everything runs through you, and that's exactly how you would describe Westbrook. Forty-one point nine usage rate. Um, Harden has a thirty-four point three usage rate, which is not is a seven point uh, uh, mark lower than Westbrook. So he's not used nearly as much as Westbrook is. Um, that said, though, Harden's thirty-four percent is higher usage rate than any of Michael Jordan's MVP seasons, and it still puts him in the top third of what MVPs sure. have had. 
Um, among all of the people that have had that high of a usage rate, Harden's true shooting percentage is the highest in, of any MVP in history. So the long story short of that is that he's been the most efficient at the level that he's been used ever by an MVP. Yeah. And that's one advantage. But that's like that, the type of stuff where I go like, but what is it? Like, what are even those? Like, we're sabermetric, well, sabermetric well, so, well, basketball Well, here's, here's what we are. And if, if, if I'm going to tell you that 7%, there's that 7% difference in the possession, possessions that they use, you know, th- so there's a difference in their numbers right now of, what, two points per game. Oh, don't the rule number one seven percent of their possessions. Rule number one of radio is don't over talk about numbers. Okay, well conceptualize it for okay, us. Okay, so Harden Harden is using X number of possessions fewer than Westbrook per game. So I think those need to be factored in that his teammates get the numbers that he's lacking on Westbrook, and they 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 surpass Westbrook in that area because Harden's getting two fewer rebounds and two fewer points. On seven percent of the possessions in a game, that's like seven possessions down the court. That's and we're talking about a two point two rebound swing, and so, so yes, um, if if Westbrook were dialed down to the same usage rate that Harden is, I can't say that he wouldn't have the same numbers. He might, you know, he might be more efficient if he were playing differently. But if he he's had not. to, if he had to be more efficient, if but he, he doesn't have to be. Well, he does because the gets, Thunder don't win the way that the Rockets do. But he gets the ball 42 percent of the time. But that's his decision because he's the point guard. Mm, would and, would Isaiah Thomas? Would you say the same thing about Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas? Thomas? Has a really high usage rate too. Is it so? Is Isaiah Thomas's decision or is it the coach's it's, decision? No, it's Isaiah's the one running the running the offense. Mm. I don't think the coach is telling Russell Westbrook he can't shoot the ball. I don't think that's happened once this year. Hmm. And so the the you know certainly the coaching you know th- there's all kinds of differences like that that factor in about what the coach wants and both of these guys coaches want them to to go and turn it over and do whatever because you're the superstar. Um, I just think that Westbrook Westbrook requires to have total control. And I think that James Harden has made his teammates better this year. That's There you go. That's, I mean, that's, that, the that's argument. it. So, I mean, I, I think the wins matter. I think the wins matter. Okay. You think team wins matter? I think team wins matter when the numbers are, are as close as Would they are. Would you ever give the MVP – to someone who didn't make the playoffs. No, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. 100% it's wild. Not. It's it's completely there's no chance. You cannot there's no way that you can be the MVP on a team that doesn't make the playoffs. What about in other sports like football? No, no chance. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No chance. So I just you can't I don't see how you can be what the most like valuable player. What about like defensive players? No. I mean, like the te- JG Watt on the Texans when he had that unbelievable defensive year, he scored like a few touchdowns on off. Like he did everything you possibly. I would have could. to know if they made the playoffs, but if they were less than eight and eight or nine and seven, then no way. It just wow, you, you can't be. So I that's mean, a fundamental difference for us. That's a fundamental difference yes. for sure. And, and and by the way, the uh, I did have this this note just to that point about how the voters view that. Um, an NBA MVP's team has not finished outside the top three in their conference in the last 35 years. So it's never gone to, an, to a player whose yeah. team wasn't in the top three of his conference. And the Thunder are sixth in the conference right now. So I also look at it with the, the, um, with the transformation from last year. I mean, again, I know that there's Durant. It throws everything off because the Thunder had Durant last year. But, you know, I feel like the Thunder were viewed this year as a team that was going to be at the top of the conference, you know, even despite losing Durant, I felt that their supporting cast, people viewed mm-hmm. their supporting cast as being pretty good. I thought, I, I, mean, I would Steven say top Adams, three. I don't think they lose Durant and you say, Oh, they're going to beat the Warriors and the Spurs. No, 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 Not the Warriors and Spurs. But I mean, people expected them to be on those teams heels and they're not. And the Rockets last year finished eighth and got blown out by the Warriors in the first round. And they had, they didn't make any big acquisitions or anything. And Harden's brought them to be number three and they're number two offense right behind the Warriors. So there's, I mean, We'll revisit this as it gets closer. Yeah. I, not, I, I think not much will change. Right now, Harden's been injured, so if that continues, certainly I'm going to sway towards Westbrook. Westbrook's if, last five games have been six 30-point, yeah. Yeah. 150-point triple doubles. Yeah, so exactly. like, he is not slowing down. Not if slowing anything, down he's speeding up. Yeah, and and uh, one other thing, you know, the to me, the assist numbers are what can what gives Westbrook the best chance to leapfrog. If, if Westbrook can catch Harden or pass him in assist numbers and also the points generated by assists – it becomes a lot harder to vote for Harden um, because then he's got an advantage in that teammate area. you know. And again, this guy averaging 10 assists a game. It's not like he's not making his teammates better. But um, but it's just to get that Harden's the NBA leader in assists, and he's also in the top five in scoring. You know, So it's it's one of those it's, it's one of those factors where Westbrook has certain areas that he could catch up, and I think he could do it. What, it. what it boils down to to me 
Westbrook, nobody's averaged a triple-double before ever. Westbrook would be the first. No one's averaged 29, 8, and 11 ever, including Westbrook. Harden yeah. would be the first. Westbrook doesn't have those numbers either. So they both have numbers that the other guy doesn't have. Uh, Westbrook in two categories, Harden in one. Um, and that's that. I, I just yeah. think I think they're, 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 their primary stats are both so uh, similarly outstanding especially compared to previous MVPs that you have to go beyond that I have to go yeah. beyond it and 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 you don't and that's and that's the way it is right now if, if Westbrook increases that gap I might change by the end of the season I won't commit to this for the rest of the season if Harden doesn't yeah continue. I mean I'm I'm certainly not committed but I I see maybe and maybe it's just because he's in the he's he's in the spotlight he more is often, definitely in the for spotlight sure more often. so people get to see his play and his play is much flashier yeah. oh absolutely he dunks everything he's a highlight he's very reel. aggressive a hundred percent um, which is also, do you can do you consider? I that? don't, I don't. But but that's that's another valid thing of you can consider that. I mean, so yeah, it's like the, the, the right, well, criteria can go. Let's anyway. not beat yeah, a dead horse. Yeah. So, so there's a few more weeks. This yeah. won't be voted until the end of the yeah, season. Correct. We'll and keep we'll keep tabs on it. Vote should be very close. It's a two man race right now. It is definitely a two man yeah. race. I think. So I mean, again, it goes back to LeBron and Kawhi. You can argue that they're better players. You can make that argument, and I won't sit here and try to. But like, the stats are too good for these two players yes. to give them any consideration yes, this year. Yes, it's definitely. And uh, I mean, Kawhi Leonard doesn't have a triple double this year. You know, it's like now, he did that... say he did give the most Kawhi Leonard answer. <laughs> yeah. he, I can't remember. He hit like a game-winning shot. Yeah. Or he played unbelievable in the fourth quarter, made a huge block, and then yes. went down, made a three. And then they asked him after the game, you know, how you playing? Uh, like, what what is it that, that keeps you guys going? What what do you do every night? And he just goes. Well, you know, basketball is fun, man. So, like the most, what a robot would say. The most so. Spurs, Kawhi Leonard, I am a robot. Basketball is fun. Yeah. Answer. I, I really do think they play with basketball robots at yeah, the Spurs. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, there is one uh, fun fact that I want to share with you um, because I had it, to go look it up. It better be fun. I, I think it's fun. You might think it's stupid when it comes to the NBA award voting um, because – and this might just aggravate. And this this might just be ammo for you to to say why the NBA vote was wrong if Harden wins it. But okay. uh, everyone talks about Oscar Robertson, right? Yes. 1962, average a triple double. Do you think he won the MVP that year? I'm obviously this is a loaded question. Uh, the way you asked him, I'm saying no. <laughs> no, he did not. What place do you think he finished? Fourth. Third. He finished third. <laughs> I'm going to give you another player that year. Wilt Chamberlain, averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds. A lot. Do you think he won the MVP that no, year? No, I'm guessing not. No. What place do you think he finished? Second. Second. Bill Russell won the MVP that year. Really? And acquired 51% of the first place votes compared to 9% for Wilt Chamberlain and 13% for Oscar Robertson. So was the term a trip was the term triple double a thing? It might not have been. Uh I mean did you what, keep... Robertson was the only one with a triple double. But did you but stats. do you think they were like He's, he's got a triple ab- He's double. averaging three numbers with two digits. Good question. <laughs> yeah. oh, good question, honestly, and probably not. No, um, but it's. I'm looking at the stats, and it's it's very interesting. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain looks like the hands down MVP based on these numbers. Uh, Fifty points and twenty five rebounds. Yeah, it's a per lot. Game. Of but Bill Russell won the MVP. He averaged nineteen points and twenty four rebounds. Wow. Thirty two points fewer per game, and two and two rebounds fewer per Maybe game. Maybe they're looking at your and advanced he had, stats, he had, he had two assists more. Maybe they've got your advanced stats somewhere. They're, they're well, looking at all the uh, efficiency ratings. I, You know, they they might have. And uh, and I think – let me just do one last check here. The, the What probably made the difference for him was his team. I, the Celtics were the NBA champions and probably by far the best team in the league. And so it's just interesting that that, that – you know, because we everybody throws around Oscar Robertson's name a lot. The MVP voting is a joke. <laughs> it's rigged. LeBron for every MVP. <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, Harden and Westbrook. Yeah. We'll, we'll revisit right. as we go. We're going to skip NBA playoff sure. race. Sure. Because it's basically set besides. Sure. I mean, yeah. The East I mean, is, the Cel- the we East can talk, is a race. Yeah, we can talk I mean, about the Celtics trying to go for one, but. So, Celtics I mean, are gunning for one seed. Everyone else to, is just trying not to collapse. It comes down to Wednesday. Celtics play the Cavs on Wednesday. If they win that game, they're going to get them one seed. Um, I mean, you can almost bank on that. If they if they don't win that game, um, if they don't win that game, they will probably not get the one seed, but might still because Cleveland, for some reason, has fallen apart and they still haven't gotten it back together yet. They're like melting. Um, they're melting. So <laughs> uh, the only again, we asked you this before. I'll ask you it again because they're still struggling. Uh, a fact I saw the other day was that no team's ever won the NBA title 
after losing 10 games in March that that late in the season. Okay. The Cavs lost 10 games in March. Do you think the Cavs, A, are in trouble? You know, that's maybe different than, B, can they actually win the title? I would say trouble. I would use the word trouble. Yeah. I would use the word trouble. But I, I honestly, I still think LeBron James has winning the championship stuff. Yeah. Like, he could, if he has to, he will destroy his body to win yeah. a championship. He mm-hmm. will. I don't think this team has it this year. They, yeah. There's just too many good teams they'll have to fight yeah. through. Yeah. But I think, I wouldn't say they're out of it. By no means. If you have LeBron James on any team oh, yeah, and you definitely. make the playoffs, I really think you're fine. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I think that they have it in them. I think that they have some big defensive problems that I think are not being maybe given enough credit here. Um, I think that I think that this is less of they haven't flipped the switch and more of they have some fundamental defensive issues on yeah. this team. Well, I, I don't say – I'm just Tyron saying – Tyron not a good coach. Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> but, but like, so, so when you talk about def- team defensive issues, those are things that LeBron James can't fix himself. It was terrible when he was hired. Yeah. Well, who did they yeah. fire? Black? David Black. David Black. Black. I think a good, a good coach. coach. Yeah. Um, Stupid. Th- that's the one thing I'll say is that l- if this team was struggling offensively, I would say – well, yeah, but I mean, LeBron. If LeBron starts playing at his peak, the offense will work. That that's the way. Le, that's yeah. the effect of LeBron. That effect doesn't exist on defense. LeBron can be a great defender, but he, you can't fix team defense by yourself. So I will say that. Um, I think the teams that they have to go through are better this year than they were last year. So it's interesting. We'll see what happens um, with that. But the Celtics have a big game with them on Wednesday that might determine the one seed. Uh, and I think it means a lot more to the Celtics than it does to the Cavaliers. Um, gotcha. The Celtics getting home court is bigger to them than Cleveland having to go on the road. Cleveland's the team to beat. So yeah. uh, that's that for NBA. The NHL now, um, another big one. So the biggest game the big, of the year. The biggest tomorrow. game of the year is tomorrow. Today, if you're listening, um, the Bruins and the Lightning. The Lightning currently are four points back with one game in hand. So uh, whenever, Technically, if you get, you should give them the give win them the in win. hand. Give them the win when you're talking about tightness. They're tied if they win this game. Right. Uh, if, if they win the game Tuesday in night. hand, beat the Bruins, they're tied. Now, the Bruins still have the tiebreaker with the ROW, but it then puts you into a tie. So it, it's it requires the Bruins to win one of their last two games, or it, it requires the Bruins to outpace the Lightning or, or keep pace with the Lightning in those remaining two games. Um, the 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 thing is, this isn't a two team race. There's also the Islanders and Hurricanes on the back end who are fading. I think they've each lost a game recently. The Hurricanes had won nine, I think, in a row. Yeah, they the were cruising. On this podcast two weeks ago, Did you, you just asked use me, the Hurricanes stormed ahead? Yes, I did. Wow. I did. It was by accident, though, Jeez. unfortunately. Um, on this podcast two weeks ago, you had we were going over the standings, and you had asked me, you know, I think about who else was down there, and I said, Hurricanes are out of it. Like, I looked at the standings. I was like, Hurricanes are not in it. And they, they rattled off a bunch of wins in a row, so they actually got into it. Um, Toronto and Ottawa are still not locked in yet. I mean, they're, that's the Atlantic division, which fortunately for Tampa, they're in the Atlantic division. So they're not just playing for that wild card spot. They're playing for any spots that open up. Yeah. So, they're still one, two, um, they're still two and three open. Yeah. So, uh, which they, I, they probably won't hit. They need some help, but yeah, two, there's going to be a lot of movement in the next few days. Yeah, there can be, there has um, to be, there has to be. Yeah, it's true. So Toronto and Ottawa are both in action tonight. Toronto's winning. Ottawa's losing. So Ottawa losing is good for us. Toronto winning is bad. Um, Anyway, that that's sort of the breakdown, the lay of the land. Uh, it it becomes very simple if you're doing the math. Um, if uh, for this game tomorrow, if the Bruins win it in regulation, the Bruins are in the playoffs, and it's very bad for the Lightning if they lose that game in regulation. Um, any other outcome keeps the Lightning a lot. So, and again, the Lightning aren't aren't out if they lose that game, but they their chances dr- drastically drop. They they need Ottawa or Toronto to be the ones who fall out rather than the Bruins because the Bruins would clinch with a win. Um, so it comes down to the Lightning need at least a point, but really kind of need the two points against the Bruins uh, tomorrow. And then we'll go from there. At that, After that point, the Lightning have three games remaining, and the Bruins have two. So uh, I think at this time next week, the season will be over. Let me verify that. Um, so the Bruins' schedule here, they end the season against the Capitals on Saturday, April 8th. That is this Saturday. So the season will be over. We'll be looking at the playoffs next week. Uh, on the podcast, All so right. we'll, we'll know the playoff matchups and everything. So um, exciting! And I, I remember saying at the beginning of the year, get on board for hockey season because it's you did. fun. You did. I you said, said get that. on board. It's a fun. Usually, there's games on at night, especially around this time. Mm-hmm. NBC Sports will play the the game that matters the most. So there will this game will be televised tomorrow. I'm guessing it has to be. It's, yeah, let me check. It, um, it's got to be. So 
even NBC Sports. NBC Sports. There yeah. you go. Down the stretch, hockey becomes a very fun sport to watch because it's very easy to do the numbers, and it's and it's very easy yeah. to see how much you need and what games like. And there's a few outcomes: you can lose, lose in overtime, or win. Right. So you can determine what you need based on those three outcomes for the re- remainder of the season, and it's fun. So yeah. tomorrow, if you're not a hockey fan but you're listening in the morning of Tuesday. Turn on the TV tomorrow tonight, night. Tonight. Tonight, yeah. Tuesday night. Tuesday the 4th, <laughs> April 4th. Yep. And watch the Lightning Bruins game. Yeah. It, it will it will determine it's who's gonna be in the playoffs. It's going to be a playoff game. It's playoff a playoff game. atmosphere. Um, just to and your, it's at, it's at it's Boston. It's in Boston, yeah. Uh, and just to your point, what you had just said, Lightning have four games remaining. Two of them are on NBC Sports, uh, Bruins, and then the Canadians on Friday. Bruins have three games remaining. All three, Lightning are NBC Sports, Senators, NBC Sports, and then Capitals on NBC. So between these two teams, five nationally televised games. Yeah. You can watch this race if you want to watch it. Um, it's going to be a good race. And again, it's not a two-team race, but those are the Bruins and Lightning are two of the uh, – they're the last two on the borderline right now. So uh, that's that for the NHL, and it will be very exciting once we know the, the outcome of those. So uh, anything else you want to touch on there? I think that's it. All right. Moves us to Major League Baseball opening day. Baseball season's here. Baseball's Finally. back. Baseball's back. Um, and we had this conversation. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. We did, but I think, but go ahead. It, it, me, it signals winter's over. It's the most definitive you're done with winter. And even today was a beautiful day. Yeah. It was a beautiful was. day today. And it was a blizzard over the weekend. And it was a blizzard over the It literally was a blizzard. So baseball's back. All's right with the world. Um, Fantasy baseball is back, which means yep. I have something to do all day, every day during work. Um, it's just the first few weeks of baseball season, there's nothing better. Yeah. It, it You kind of slog through it towards the end of the summer months. The dog days, yeah. Um, and then football's back, and what is baseball? So <laughs> right now, baseball's the best. And then the playoffs get here, and it's like, what is football? You know? Nope. Yep. The World Series? Nah. No, nah, you weren't watching Thursday Night Football during the World Series. <laughs> um, so Madison Bumgarner on Sunday. Oh, this is great. day. Uh, the Giants lost actually, so it's a little underwhelming. But Bumgarner pitched doesn't matter. very well. See, pitched very well. That struck, matters to you. Doesn't matter to 11. me. Well, he, he's MVP in my head, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what the rest of his team does. Well, that the a starting pitcher is a, potentially a little different. Okay, so, fine. Um, Bumgarner had a good day pitching the ball, eleven strikeouts. I think he gave up gave up three runs though, but uh, so not a dominant day pitching. Two homers, uh, for Bumgarner and at the plate. Two homers at the plate for a pitcher, and they were. Bombs. They were bombs. So I read a stat, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but for speed leaving the bat is a big determination of how hard you hit the ball. Mm-hmm. They were his two home runs out of the entire, I think it was the entire Giants home runs last year, were the two highest. Wow. Of wow. Yeah. yeah. Both of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he murders the ball. Wow. And I don't know where he gets it. Yeah. No, no clue. No clue. How? Why has he broken? Like, why is he able to break baseball? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as it stands, he's the best baseball player in the world. I, I mean, if he if he can if if he hits like that, I if mean, he's, he's obviously not going to. If hit he's like a that. top, he, he's actually a top three pitcher. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, and potentially a top ten hitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and and again, he's he's definitely not actually. But like, what if Mike Trout went on the mound every five? Exactly. Games. Exactly. If any starting pitcher at Bumgarner's caliber was even a serviceable hitter, you would be the best player in. You're the best player in the world. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it is. I'm excited. So he's going to make a play for, and pitchers are definitely going to make a play for the home run derby this year. Yeah. Arietta asked last year. Bumgarner wanted to participate. If if they do anything that they're capable of, which yeah. is hitting massive home runs every few every five days, mm-hmm. they'll be in. The fans want it. Yeah. It's great for baseball. Yeah. The only thing is they need to change fantasy sports to where your home runs if for pitchers count. If you're if you're Yeah, that's so dumb they It's don't. so dumb. Like if your pitcher's gonna bat, have him count for points. I yeah. mean it would it would make Bumgarner and Arietto a million the, the first overall picks. Well yeah. maybe, but it yeah. would increase their, their draft uh, stock. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see why you can own a you can have a player on your team yeah. who's hitting my, home runs so my, and you don't get credit for my it. My guess is is for is for categories like strikeouts, if if leagues have them, or OPS or things like that, because pitchers would break. It should it right only down. be positives. You should only yeah, get. I, it should be icing on the cake. Yeah, that that would be tough. Uh, I, I can understand why fantasy websites don't do it because it would be. It, it's kind of a tough thing to incorporate. Like to say, okay, 
some of these stats count if they're good, but like if he hits zero home runs, don't count his at bats. You know, it's like I I can understand it, but yeah. just um, give give a if they hit a home run, yeah. give him a home run. If yeah. they hit an RBI, right. give an RBI. Yeah, yeah it it should. Yeah. Um, but so one fun fact about Bumgarner on Sunday, uh, he's the first pitcher to be in sole possession of the home run lead in Major League Baseball at the end of a day since 1919. <laughs> Almost 100 years since cool. a day ended in Major League Baseball, and number one on the home run list was a pitcher. He'll probably so. be still the leader after today. Potentially, yeah. Oh, probably. no. Yasmani Grandal hit two oh, runs today. Oh, he did hit two runs today, yeah. But so. definitely didn't hit him harder. No, no <laughs> so. way. No way. So, um, so yeah, so Major League Baseball. Um, I'll talk about the Red Sox in my final draft. So okay, any, other, yeah. any other baseball notes you want to touch no, on? No, I'm just really excited for baseball season. Um, that's it. <laughs> cool, <laughs> I got cool. That's Nice. There's too many sports going on. Nice, it's nice. hard to keep You'll track. talk about more, more about baseball in your final draft. A tiny too, bit, so. yeah. That's actually uh, why I stopped, too. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, brings us to a couple little topics at the end here. Uh, NCAA championship. Just a little topic. Just a little topic. So the final if four. you're listening to this, you know the outcome, and yeah. we don't. So congratulations. You're smarter than us at, right. this, at right. this moment. Unless you didn't see the outcome yet. Oh, then you're dumber than us. Right. All right. right. Um, well, as dumb. As dumb, yeah. yeah. More smarter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is a matchup of two number one seeds, uh, just kind of how I predicted. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big March Madness hater. I really was rooting for South Carolina. I yeah. wanted them to win, but yeah. they, they they almost did. I mean, South Carolina did not get get their doors blown off. No, no, know? they did I mean, not. So yeah, um, UNC Gonzaga. Gonzaga's never been to a final. This is Gonzaga's first yeah. final, and they're always they're quote unquote a good basketball school. Yeah. So it would be nice to see them win one. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is. Not quote unquote a good basketball school. They are very good, and yeah. they always will be, and always have been. Yeah. Um, although their fans are tough, they're yeah. a little tough. They know they're good. Yeah. The fans yeah. know that their team is good, and they know they're going to win every year. Yeah. Which is kind of tough. So I think I'm pulling for Gonzaga. I think I am too. I'm supposed to root for the conference. I'm supposed but to root I, for the ACC. I but mean, what the ACC did irreparable irreparable damage to itself this tournament. I don't think a North Carolina win changes it. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but although I did hear this is the first time. In March Madness history, that a team will be participating in the national championship without having played an AP top ten team. Who is that? Gonzaga. Really? Gonzaga has not played an AP top ten team. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think North North Carolina is going to win. Uh, I would like to see Gonzaga win. Um, I'm with you. I forget the conference. I'd like to see a new team win. Uh, not that Gonzaga is a new team. They, Although they're kind of always they, they're kind of like the Villanova yeah. of last yeah, year. It's they, just yeah, the team true. that needs to get over the hump. That's just true. get them over the hump. It was great. People, I, everyone was happy for them. Yeah, they'd never been to a Final Four. I just want to see so. two overtimes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's all. That's is that too all. much to ask? Just, yeah, well, I'll be in bed if it goes to two overtimes. But um, You're not their target market. <laughs> so uh, so that's it. That's, uh, that's that. I I haven't even paid attention to my bracket because um, I had other teams. I had Gonzaga in one lot, bracket, but I'm so. But a lot of people probably, could, a lot of people conceivably could have had North Carolina Gonzaga. So um, it's because it's two number one seeds. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just um, half the field doesn't deserve to be in <laughs> the tournament. Well, I mean, is it South Carolina? Yes, they're so they're they're close. under they're half close. the field. They're close though. They're close sure. to halfway down. If you can't make the tournament, even if you would have won it, you don't deserve to yeah. be in it. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I agree. I, yeah. I agree. The teams that don't make the tournament don't deserve to be in it. But I, I, well, duh. I I'm not. I don't know if I want to cut the field down. I'm not saying cut the fine. field. I'm just saying relax oh, on oh, the Cinderella. Oh, thing. oh, I totally. Yeah. I'm totally in favor with. No, you shouldn't be complaining that you didn't make the tournament. If you, oh yeah, if no you were, one. If you were a bubble yeah. team, then you don't. You have nothing to complain about. There's 68 teams making. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't make it, then that sucks. Yeah. Make it next year. Like be get better the heck next out of here. Like. Sh- but, just quietly yeah, like go to yeah. the NIT and, yeah. and try not to lose in the second round, Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I, I like that there's sixty eight teams. I, I think it's I, I think they should remove the number of off days in the middle of the tournament. I think it should be it's not madness. I think it should be staggered. There's only two days of madness. There's like, two only two madness days. And then they take a week off and they do another round and they do a week off and they do another round. It's like uh, so that's the only thing. I'm I, not mad enough. I'm not I wanna be more mad about this. <laughs> um so that's that. NCAA championship tonight. Um then we have the Masters. Last more topic. sports, more sports. The Masters. The Masters, by the way, is uh, coming up this week. I don't know anything about the field or anything. I don't follow golf as much as I used to. Yeah, I don't follow so, golf at all. But I do know the Masters is this week. Yep. And that's it. That's, that's it. We'll be we'll talk about it on Monday because I'm sure there will be a there's going to be some type of a storyline at the Masters. I'm sure it's got to be. Um, 
like there was at that women's tournament recently. Yes. Um, Lexi Thompson, who got the four-stroke penalty for moving her ball. Yeah, so someone someone in the women's tournament, she was about to win her second master, or her second... Uh, I don't know what the tournament was. I think they're was. called Grand Slam, whatever, whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah. If, whenever you win a major, a, a, a major yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So her second major of all time. Um, someone call, Someone sent an email of, of a person sitting on their couch watching t- TV, watching this game, sent an email about an infraction that was so barely an infraction. One inch. One inch. She, so she she moved her ball from that where... She picked it up to clean it. She picked it up to clean it. Put, put, put a marker down, picked it up to clean it on the green, like a foot away from the hole. And easy put it back, tap in. Easy yeah. tap in putt. Put it back. Cleaned her ball off, put it back down, an inch away from where she was supposed to, apparently. Putted it home. This was on Saturday of yeah. the tournament. And then about... And then, I think it was like the three holes left in the tournament on Sunday. Yeah, on, on Sunday. Yeah. So, so no, not three holes. It was about I think it was a little more than halfway, a little okay. more than three, but it, like not too. Yeah, like five. Very or six close holes to maybe. winning a tournament. Up close four to stroke. she was. I think she was up like she was up not quite four, but whatever it was, she was up, and she got a two-stroke penalty retroactively for Saturday, the infraction, and then a two-stroke penalty for an incorrect scorecard, which she signed. When, By default, when at because the time that score do. was yeah. correct, that score was correct at the time because there was no infraction enforced. So, she, so an outrageous penalty. Yeah, like and a, she and she obviously loses loses it. Like, she, what do you she, mean? She went down and she then she cry. came back. She, she so she got assessed that penalty mid round. Like need to keep your composure. She was crying. Came back, birdied three holes at the end of the round to force a playoff and lost, lost the playoff. And the thing is, I read she lost a hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, because someone someone emailed yeah. a rule which. The players didn't catch. The refs didn't catch. The fans on the field no didn't catch. Did. Someone and, sitting. And, I think that's and, so stupid. And, and and so I think that's stupid. But I but I I can't fundamentally be that mad about the first two stroke infraction. But I can be endlessly angry about the second one. How can you penalize somebody two strokes for signing an incorrect scorecard? That was correct when they signed. That it. was correct when they signed it because you hadn't enforced an infraction. That is to me that they didn't know existed. Well, like go- golf is oh, golf is so like baseball in some ways of like you refuse to change. You are so history and traditionalist driven. Yeah. You got to turn in an honest and true scorecard or else it's your fault. Like <laughs> yeah. referees, like, like referees make everything better. Like imagine if imagine if at at the end of the game you suspended Russell Westbrook because he didn't call a foul on one of his drives that he hit the guy on the arm. Like that's yeah. that's what they do in, in golf. It's like, oh well, you didn't penalize yourself here, so we're gonna penalize you more. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. So, so hopefully that happens to the Masters. We get some drama. <laughs> yeah. It makes for good. I mean, that's. Kinda... I mean, it happened a lot. Didn't that happen to a golfer last year? Yeah, I forget he, like, who it was. Tapped it or something like that. He like touched it and like didn't realize it. Things like this happen all the time, and it's just ridiculous. It's it's crazy. Like the, you should be able to say, all right, well, he moved it an inch. He's still about five hundred yards from the pin, so. <laughs> yeah. he didn't mean to do it yeah yeah and, and like and whatever and honestly i'm okay with it if like you really want to be that technical assess him a stroke penalty fine give him a stroke why is it a four stroke penalty on a one foot putt it's oh it's uh never mind yeah, okay we're done so that's it for the for golf uh the masters this week we'll be talking about that next week uh with the rest of our topics let's so pick a player that's it pick a player oh okay let me i gotta look at the field <laughs> uh let's see i've got mine because i'm participating in a um uh, what's it called? Like a scramble? You pick yep. you pick one out of the top ten golfers. Yeah, one of yeah. The next ten golfers. Right. Um, Henrik Stenson. That's my dog. Henrik Stenson's yep. your dude. Take it, Henrik right. Stenson to win it all. Give me a second here. I'm just scrolling through these just guys. Just freaking take Spieth and get it over with. No, I don't want to take Spieth. You know, I, I like Spieth, but uh, let's go. I'll take uh, I'll take Brant Snedeker. Interesting. Brant Snedeker. All right. Two good names, Henry Stenson, Stenson, Brant Snedeker. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So uh, that's that for that's Masters. That. Final drive. Final drive. Do it first, Let's second. do it. Uh, I'm gonna go first. First. So I just bought the game MLB The Show. It's actually only for PlayStation. It's one of the last few exclusive uh, console games. So so it's only for PlayStation. It's baseball. MLB The Show. It is very very good. It's always very very good. However, this year they're they're really 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 diving into different game modes and speeding the games up, which I'm super pumped about. Most of the game options you can play are three innings. They, they take about 20 minutes each, so you don't have to sit for an hour if you want to play a baseball game. You just get to play three innings, and it feels like a baseball game. The, the, the players get tired. The, the You have to put in relievers and closers within three innings, so it's, it's really fun. If you're interested in, in 
a baseball game. I mean, this is the only one out there. But so far, it's very good. I get it probably once every other year. Play it until the end of baseball season, really. And then it's over. So, And it's got something for everyone. There's Derek loves franchise mode. He's been playing franchise mode. I like to collect cards and build a a team around fantasy teams. So I, I, I do that. Um, there's, I don't know, there's mini games, there's homer derbies, yeah, there's, missions there's and, just a yeah. lot of stuff going on. So I've had it for about three days. Very good. I would highly recommend it. I don't know if I give uh, video games avocados ratings, but I'm going to say 90. 90? 90%. Nice. Certified, avocados. certified guac. Certified guac. MLB nice. The Show 2017. And I agree with everything he said. I think it's a great game. Uh, it stinks that it's not an Xbox. So, um my final drive. Uh, we talked about Major League Baseball opener. Uh, the Red Sox opened up today. They won five to three. Uh, Rick Porcello came back from his Cy Young campaign with a good performance. He got charged with three runs, but a couple of them, uh, he, he, a few inherited runners, inherited runners scored from the bullpen. Uh, but uh, Porcello pitched well. A few season predictions. I'm going to go through for the Red Sox. Nice. Uh, they obviously have a beefed up rotation, having gotten Chris Sale. I'm going to say that the Red Sox get 95 wins this year, which is a high total, um, but I'm going to say that they can meet that. Uh, I'm going to say for one of the, I don't know how bold this is, I don't really know the field, but Andrew Benintendi, I think, is going to win Rookie of the Year this wow. season. Um, he's shown a lot of promise. He's, he's the number one ranked prospect in baseball, which I don't know at what point you change from being a prospect to being a major league player because he's the Red Sox starting left fielder, so I don't yeah. know why he's a prospect at this point, but he is ranked number one. So that's a prediction. Uh, ben Attendee, Rookie of the Year. Uh, Porcello will match his 16, uh, 2016 win total, I'm going to oh. say. 22 wins, which is a lot, but I'm going to say it matches that. That's a lot of wins. And I'm going to say that Chris Sale surpasses that. I'm going to say he gets over 22 wins. I'm out. Now, uh, so again, again, this is all in accordance with 95 wins. I think the Red Sox top three of the rotation is going to be heavily weighted with the wins. Um, and I think that they're, you're not going to see as many wins from their other pitchers. But uh, I think that... Porcello, Sale are going to be over 20, or Porcello's going to get 22. Sale will get over 22. Price is going to be lower than that because he's injured right now. I think Price is around 14, 15 wins. Wow. And uh, that's that. You're going to end up with 95. So that's my prediction. That's a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins, but I'm going to say uh, they can do it. They are, they're, they at least is tough, but um, I think they can do it. I think so. the Rays are going to go undefeated. All right. 162 and 0. Yeah. Perfect. So. That's that. That's that. That's episode 59. Sports heavy, but that's what you get. Big sports heavy episode. Um, That's it. Oh, and a little shout out. We have a very good guest next week. Yeah. um, At least potentially lined up. You going to spoil it or not? I'm not going to spoil it, but it has, it has, we will be talking about Nazi looted art. (laughs) So there's that. Get ready for that. There's that for a teaser. So next week, you guys need to tune in for that one. Later days. See you guys then.